0: Why don't we begin? We hope
1: you enjoy the one down.
0: This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer movie podcast based in Chico, California. I'm Max Bernardi.
2: I'm Johnny Summers. Welcome to the show where we entertain you with our mouths and alcohol.
0: We are off to the races once again. This is a weekly podcast, and uh, like I said, we cover craft beer and movies. And for the next few weeks, we cover our beer madness tournament. Which, right off the top, if you haven't voted yet in round one, please do. We will talk about that more in a couple minutes here, I'm sure. But first, Johnny Summers, where can people find us on the internet?
2: If they Google Fresh Op Cinema, they should find all of it, including you should rate review wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, very important. Definitely rate review us Instagram and Twitter at Fresh Hop Cinema, letterboxed and untapped at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash freshhopcinema is where our lovely patrons keep this show funded. They keep fun, awesome things like beer madness happening. And if you're on Patreon, you get a sneak preview at what we think of all the March Madness matchups that are coming for our second annual Beer Madness Tournament that drops I don't know sometime now. in the future. It's, no, it's yeah, well, if our Patreon people, you're
0: right, that'll be Sunday. But you know,
2: it, exactly, it drops sometime in the future. And if yeah. you're on Patreon, you should be listening <laughs> to all those bonus contents because they're fun. And we actually opened up and probably biased a bunch of you on who to vote for if you hadn't already. But I hope so. If you're a good patron, you would have already voted. So.
0: So it's Beer Madness time. I it is, love it. It's our second annual. This uh, this year we're covering New England or Hazy IPAs, 8% and lower. And uh, we've got things like uh, The Alchemist in there with Hedy Topper and Julius from Treehouse. We got some Sierra Nevada. We got some Weldworks. We got some Northern California, some Southern California. We got One Canada. All sorts of fun matchups. They, again, are available now Ooh. to vote on. If you go to our website, freshhopcinema.com slash Beer Madness, you can vote. And if you really uh, want to do right by yourself, you can download a bracket and you can fill in your predictions, send it back to us at fhccast at gmail.com. And at the end of this tournament, we're going to do some math, give people points, and the top scoring uh, submissions will win fun prizes, including uh, fun merch and perhaps some beers from the tournament from us truly. So we really encourage you to do that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. It's super exciting. Plus, like,
2: like low stakes, like gambling with yourself, like just yeah. fill out a bracket. And if you pick the winner, you'll get some real satisfaction. I just did a bracket for March madness. I'm going to do one for our tournament too. Like,
0: why not? It's fun. The more brackets, the merrier it's March. Go nuts. Let's also say this to cover our own ass. Cause I know we're going to get these emails and I just want to see if I can stop a few of them. Um, it's a subjective tournament. So maybe you're looking at the list and you're like, there's no Trillium on here. They're pretty big on hazy IPAs. They sure are. But, um, in a combination of beer ratings across the internet and accessibility to us in Northern California. We got rid of some that should have probably been contenders on an objective list. We kept others because they were more accessible to us. And, um, our partners that are going to have these beers around town, will have some of them on tap because of this. Um, so it's all fun is the point guys. There's no, no, um, what's the right way to say it? Uh, it's our thing. This is how we wanted to do it. So mommy and daddy, daddy and daddy decided who's in the tournament. If you don't like it, tough. Just, yeah. And it's, it's whatever. We figured this is a good time and we like doing it and hopefully people like doing it too. Um, and if you do have problems, email us anyways, I don't care. Uh, and we'll send you a sassy remark back. Like you didn't listen to our latest episode where we, uh, talked about all this.
2: Yeah. Depending on who gets to the email first, your uh, reply <laughs> back will be very different.
0: You know, this will be the one time where you're going to get a sassier reply from me. Cause I've spent so much time putting this thing together and someone's gonna be like, where's that one from that one, you know, and I'm gonna Listen like, here, fucker. <laughs> yeah, just too bad. It is not there. You're banned from the tournament. You yeah. Will be. You this will not be banned.
2: You so sad. I send you a box of tissues. You cry now.
0: Very lastly, I'm not sure if it'll be an issue this time, but we got several comments last year about this. And people were concerned that there was overvoting. Like you could keep voting over and over and over. Um, cause because from your perspective, you could, you could refresh the browser and then vote again. I would like mm. to assure everybody that was not what was happening. Those votes weren't counted. If they were redundant, they were just nixed from the final count. This year, and I'm not positive, but I think I've got it set up differently where you won't even be able to vote twice. Mm. Um, So for better or for worse, that could be the case. And I think probably for the better. Less numbers no. for me to have to look through.
2: Yeah, this is a legitimate, unbiased tournament. One vote
0: per person, per
2: IP address. We'll find you if you vote more than once. If you get a VPN... Come to your
0: house. I think if you go to the trouble of getting a VPN for this and you manage to skirt all of our securities, you can, you can get two votes. That's okay.
2: Yeah. Plus also if, if I had to go by your VPN IP address, I'm coming to your house. Yeah. In right.
0: London. Um, so um, again, yeah. Round one, you can vote up until March 24th. So get those votes in via the website. You can get your brackets in. If you are submitting one, you can do that through the 26th. That'll be when episode um 213 of this podcast drops. We'll go over all the winners of round one. And at that point, no more. For obvious reasons, brackets will be allowed to be submitted. So, Miss. again, freshhopcinema.com slash beer madness. That'll get you all the information you need. Participate. It's a really fun time. Somehow, it's the second one of these we've done during a pandemic. So, if you're looking for something to do, this is a great thing. So, do it. Hell, yeah. Um, You got anything else on beer madness or any type of housekeeping before we dive into our beers? Let's go. Okay. Johnny, you picked out beers this week. Who made them and what is our first one?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, we have two beers a very similar style, both from Third Window Brewing out of Santa Barbara, California. Let me tell you a little bit about their their mission statement. Their mission statement reads as follows. Passion, cultivation, and purity. These are our guiding principles. Friendship is our origin, direction, and ambition. Beer, mother of civilization. Liquid bread. Pay it justice. Fun. Have it. The members of TWBC are on a journey of continuous improvement. Everything is an iteration. Everything better than the last. Creativity. Everything is art. Weird is important. Fail gloriously and without shame. Our aim is to unearth the t- terroir,
0: terroir? Terroir. Terroir. Yeah. Terroir.
2: terroir in beer. We are inspired by our surroundings. And we are dedicated to the cultivation of local ingredients and in our community and each other. Excellent. I like that. It's a solid... Strong mission statement. The first beer that we are doing is called Melsi Piel. It nice. is a wheat beer. It clocks in at 4.8%. It's going to be a Belgian-style wit beer with coriander and Mud Creek Farms. Yuzu, which is a Asian uh, stone fruit, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's going to have sudachi and naval oranges. Well so, done. Yeah, very excited for this one. Uh, I can tell just by smelling it that our young Maxwell is probably going to hate it, but <laughs> us with truly refined uh, palates that get the finer nuances in beer are
0: probably going to enjoy it. So let's dig in. I mean, I don't hate it, but it like I, I'm, I need to do that. Here's what I need to do. And granted, <sighs> it's not the time of year when we're starting a New England IPA tournament to maybe do this for my palate, but after this tournament, like I just really need to dive mouth first into all things Belgian beers. Because there's so much there and and you can tell even by looking at this bottle, um, like this style of beer and the people that choose to make it put a lot of thought and care into it. And they they appreciate it so much. And I feel like such a damn heathen be like, man, that's got a weird aftertaste that tastes like straw in a barnyard that I don't like. I just, yeah. just want to start appreciating those flavors. I guess I need to change my palate. I've had one sip and I'll give you a more eloquent um, tasting note in a minute. But what do you think off the top? Off the top, it's delicious.
2: Uh, It is very, the first thing is noticeably very dry on the finish. Um, It's the first thing I'm commenting on because it's the most present thing in my mouth. Um, But it is, it is like delightfully abrasive. Kind of, it's like a shocking beer. This is a very kind of aggressive taste. The coriander kind of pops out a little bit. Definitely getting a lot of stone fruit, uh, maybe some pithiness from the navel oranges. Uh, it's a very interesting beer. There's a lot of layers here. I'm getting a ton of of that just yeasty goodness though i'm I'm kind of digging this beer so far.
0: There's a bit of an explosion um carbonation wise It's not quite on the level of champagne for me, but it's pretty close like maybe a couple notches below It is extremely dry there's the, the coriander stuff actually doesn't bother me that that taste on the back end is where I'm getting it um, and it actually helps sort of offset some of those other I think flavors that normally I wouldn't like this isn't aggressively, um, I I would say anything flavor wise, like it's not, uh, the same sort of sharpness that off puts me in a lot of Belgian style beers. Um, so I actually am liking this a little bit more after a second drink. It's also, again, you said 4.8% super light. It's a wheat beer. Um, and not the most farmhousey kind of thing. Like we might talk about a little bit later, like a Saison which is what we have on deck, but I think, yeah, off, off the top, I'm, I'm actually relatively pretty surprised and, and pleased. Excellent.
2: Yeah. This is a, this is a really nice representation. I like that the fruit doesn't take over. It does not taste like a fruited beer. It tastes like a beer that has been enhanced with some fruit like notes, which I think there's a big difference. Uh, And I like that this beer is still relatively beer flavored. It is not lost in the sauce of the fruit additions.
0: Yeah. Hey, real real quick, we should say this uh, before somebody gets mad. Yuzu is, is like a lemon. We've done this before. It's yes, a, we have a, yeah, it's like a lemon. I can't remember the last one yeah. we did, but it was uh, I think it was some uh yeah, Japanese inspired like rice uh lager or something that used Yuzu. Yes, that makes sense.
2: Yep. So yep, I'm digging that there there is those fruity elements. I mean, you have three different citrus elements in this. I'm assuming Sadachi is, is a another citrus. Uh yeah, you in the booth. You can check on that for me. You can pull that up. Sadachi uh, is but, another
0: citrus that looks kind of like a lime. It's a sour okay. citrus, not eaten as a fruit, but used as food flavoring in place of a lemon or a lime. You are correct, sir. You Nicely go. done.
2: So those are present, but like I said, it is definitely not a fruit-forward beer. It is a beer-flavored beer, flavored beer with, with fruit accents, which I feel like elevates it because it's very easy to hide behind fruit and be like, oh, this, this is just strawberry jam or what have you. But mm-hmm. when you, you, you're true to your style and you, you make this raw beer that doesn't hide behind the, the three different fruit editions but in fact is enhanced by them I feel like that's it's 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 art it's getting very artisanal and very nuanced and delicate and like there was obviously a lot of time and thought put into this beer and it, it shows I like this beer quite a bit
0: yeah it's growing on me too I, I agree with what you're saying like it's if it were more of um although I don't think anybody's really done that people that make Belgian style ales well often don't hide behind food unless we're veering into some offshoot kind of stuff. But yeah, I think the choice of doing this really light citrus sort of thing to back up the uh, rest of the characteristics of this beer is a really good move. Like, yeah, Yuzu and sudachi, very soft flavors. I think probably softer than a lemon and a lime. It seems like, um, really light beer. It's, it's perfect for hot weather. I think, um, and like it scratches the same itch that a nice lager would, but there's more, there's more depth there flavor wise. And I think it's just more, if you're looking for more of an experience for a hot day and a cold beer, this is still a good way to go. And it doesn't feel overly, um, or it doesn't feel maybe unaccessible, which I think is really nice. Cause oftentimes these beers do to me.
2: Yeah, I agree. This is a solid beer. I'm, I'm into it. I think you should grab this or something from this brewery. If you can, I picked up this bottle and our second beer of the night at spikes bottle shop. I had never seen this brewery before, so I was obviously immediately intrigued, and then just looking and realizing that it was a, a Santa Barbara brewery that specialized in kind of Belgian-style beers, and I was like, that's super unique. Let's 100% get them on here. So uh, if you can, get down there to Spikes and check it out. I think I am ready to rate this beer, Max. Are you?
0: Yeah, final things. Um, I mean, if you do want to pick it up, I said it kind of, just by looking at the label, you kind of get a vibe that people care. It, it is very um derivative of almost a wine label. Do you get that when you see it? I could see that. Like yeah. even the texture, like they put care and they didn't just like slap a sticker on. It. It's like a really textured, nice, like cardstock, almost sticker. Um, yeah, it's really nice, man. I, I thought I had one more thought, but now it's escaping me. So, oh, this is from 2019. I wanted to say that. That's what it was. Okay. Which is nice. great. I think like they put it on the shelves. Like it hasn't been sitting in spikes probably for two years. Um, I think that's a really cool move when the brews like, yeah, we we're going to tell you to age our beer or we can just age it for you and then sell it when it's ready to go much like you would with a fine wine. Very cool move. Big time. Oh, last question then. Is there anything you don't like about it before we rate it? I mean, well, I mean, there's a time and a
2: place for this beer. There's a definitely a time and a place for this style and these, these tasting notes. It's not something I would drink more than one of or, or every day even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think visiting this style, this is a brewery that I would want to, let's say I'll go through this window if I want this kind of beer.
0: The third window, so, if you
2: will. The third one from okay. the right straight on till morning. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's things I don't like about it, but I think it's mainly things that I don't like about the broader strokes of this style. But for this beer specifically, I could kind of do without the pithiness. Mm. I feel like you get a lot of of dryness from the yeast profile and the overall mouthfeel leaves you feeling very dry. And the pithiness really adds to that. And I think detracts from the overall drinking experience
0: yeah okay yeah for me it's more of those um sort of traditional flavors that i do think pair well with some of this citrusness but they're still there for me so it's not going to be something i go back for probably ever there's just so many great beers that we get to try um but if you do like this style grab this one because i think it's about as well as you can make it yep agreed so out of 10 what you got for merci pierre out of ten, this feels like a seven seven for me. Seven point seven. For me, it's a you know, a really a really strong pat on the back, six. I wish I could give it higher, but it is my mouth that is judging this. So this is six for me. I still think it's really, really well done. That's fair, man. Um, so we haven't talked about this. I believe this is the first episode we've covered since Oscar nominations have come out. So if you're okay with it, dude, I want to play you a film that I watched this week that is up for best documentary. It's called Time. You cool with that?
2: Let's do it. Judge's office.
1: My name is Sybil Richardson, and uh, my family is awaiting on a ruling regarding my husband's matter. I was just wondering if you might have any information on, like, an update on it. No, time. we don't have anything. Yeah, just with us on Monday. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Okay. All have right. Have a good weekend. Bye, bye. and again uh-huh. well no we don't have anything righty. thank you so much my twins will be 18 next month they have absolutely no idea what it means to have a father in their house what fathers even do hello did you get any word from over at the big house no, today nothing yes. yet nothing yet no Okay, you got a chance to call today? I have not. No? Okay. Man, these people have no respect for other human beings' lives. No matter how sane or how understanding you try to be, it just will make you lose your absolute mind. <laughs> is the best revenge. Success is the best revenge. You're going to show them that they can't treat human life this way. Success is the best revenge. Just hang in there because when you get them home, they're going to pay, they're going to pay, they're going to pay. I knew that if it was going to be, it was going to be totally up to me.
0: So again, that's a trailer for a movie called Time. It's a documentary that came out in October of 2020. It was uh, directed by Garrett Bradley and it came out originally at Sundance and then it saw like a limited sort of theatrical run and I started hearing about it from uh, different sort of uh, blogs and movie podcasts that I like and I was kind of keeping my eyes open like when can I watch it? When can I watch it? And then it just happened to show up on Amazon Prime and I didn't know that until recently. I was like, oh, there it is. Like, I, And I thought maybe it just came out, uh, but no, it's been out for a few months. Um, and it's sort of this hybrid of this woman filming the footage herself, and and the documentary team coming in, and they follow this woman named uh, Sybil Fox Richardson. Uh, she goes by Fox Rich, and she is an active entrepreneur, an abolitionist, author, uh, mother of a bunch of kids, and she has been documenting the past, I think, about twenty years of her husband being in jail, fairly, uh, fairly unjustly, at least if you go by the way that, that the system is treating them. And the movie is all about her fight for equality and, and trying to make things happen for her family. It's uh you told me you, you know nothing about this. Is that right? Yeah, no, I'm listening. You're selling me on it. It's so I watched it. I don't know if this is a fair caveat, but I think it is because anytime a movie makes me cry at one in the morning, I got a factor in like, how much have I been drinking? Cause when I drink and watch emotional movies, I get very emotional. So I will say straight off the bat, I really recommend it. It's, it's very tragic. Um, and anytime I think you get a look into the the prison system of America, particularly as it pertains to people of color, it's not going to be a fun watch necessarily. Um, it was so wait, just, I, back it up. Yeah. You just threw out a couple caveats that were very ambiguous. Two questions. Yes. One, did you watch this at one in the morning? And two, were you drunk? I finished it at one in the morning. I f- certainly felt drunk. I think I must have been because I was like... All I was thinking about was like, I got to spend more time with my family. Family's important. And and to clarify, no, I wasn't like drunk, drunk. Like I had a couple of drinks. Um, it was mostly like, it's just a really, it's the type of emotional movie for me. And if you've listened to the show for very long, you probably have some, some idea of what triggers my emotions. Like it's the one type of thing that really gets me every time drinking or not. So drinking doesn't help. Okay. Um. Was that, was that both your questions?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm in the same boat. Like if I'm an emotional movie, uh, if I'm had a few beers, I'm going to be amplified. Yeah. It's like a magnifying glass on my feelings.
0: Yeah. So it's all in black and white too. I wanted to point that out. Um, and I haven't really done my research in the cinematography department here, but a lot of the footage is home video footage. You could tell it's from like the early two thousands. Um, but some of it is like the professional, I, I would imagine the documentary crew and, and then they changed it to black and white and it changes the vibe pretty hard. Like we can probably talk about this later when we start talking about Billy holiday. Cause there's a lot of use of, I think arbitrary black and white in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. but in this one, it's so intentional choosing this cause it does make the entire thing feel like this antiquated sort of era or a ghost of like a time past. You're like, Oh no, this is happening modern day. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it poses some interesting questions about sort of the state of things in America. Like they, as a couple, they, they robbed a bank and he was given a 60 year sentence. Um, and I think the, 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 one of the questions, at least the one that I found to be the most interesting is like, yeah, like I, I think sure. If you rob a bank, you should probably do some time. Um, and, but it kind of makes you examine like the other people that are in for even longer, like people that are in there for three life sentences for crimes related to marijuana possession. Like that kind of stuff is what this movie brings up. Um, and part of the reason it's not such an easy watch, is cause it's like, this is real life for a lot of people. Um, and that sucks. Is probably understating
2: it. Fair enough. Yeah. That sounds like a really intense emotional journey. Uh, so I think I might, might look into watching that. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh,
0: I w- tell everyone again where you streamed it. Yeah. It was on Amazon prime. It's called time. And it was one of those movies that I knew was kind of going to be an emotional thing. And then when the Oscar nominations came out and I don't really feel good about this. Like, I don't think you should necessarily go watch movies because they're nominated. Um, but it was kind of the final straw. I was like, okay, I need, I'm going to watch it just so i can talk about it and it's been on my radar um and also i guess minor spoiler alert for this movie or actually i guess it's a pretty big spoiler so skip 30 seconds if you want um i don't think the spoiler affects the enjoyment or processing of this film so here comes uh unless johnny you don't want me to spoil it for you i would rather
2: you didn't okay
0: but, i was wondering uh, <laughs> you look, i didn't think you're you gonna cut me off and you didn't i was like well he's fine with it okay then i, I won't. mean i if you asked i was gonna say don't but uh yeah then i won't that's so, okay all those idiots yeah. just skip forward for nothing <laughs> um yeah but again so yeah time on prime it's sublime that's that's two two big thumbs up from our young maxwell yeah um and i think that's all i have on it um any other questions you have for me about time or should we uh should we keep going no i think you've encapsulated
2: it quite well and i am am definitely intrigued to watch it okay but uh, i think we should take a break and get to our movie of the week sounds great we'll be right back If you're looking for a place to quetch your whistle this March during the Beer Madness Tournament, you can head on down to the handlebar right here in Chico, California. They've actually got our bracket on the wall. So if you're out of touch, you can pop in there and check it out, see who's winning the tournament, see how your bracket's doing if you've picked one, and then somehow stop paying attention, which would be crazy. Obviously, you didn't do that. You know what's going on. And if you know what's going on, you know that they've got a great happy hour every single day of the week from 2 to 6 p.m. You're going to get some money off of craft beer. You're going to get half off bottles of wine and also money off of cocktails. In addition, they have a fantastic food menu. They're all ages. Their patio is gorgeous. There's really no reason to not get down to the handlebar and check out a basketball game, check out our bracket, and enjoy everything that they
0: offer. Max, would you tell these lovely people where the handlebar is? South end of town right here in Chico, 2070 East 20th Street. Again, yeah, go ahead, download a bracket from our website, take it down to the bar, fill it out, send it to us, have a good beer in the process. Again, they're happy hours, seven days a week, everybody, 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off. That's the handlebar right here in Chico. Go on, have a good time.
1: Don't you know who this is? She was thinking of something more special. I'm downright flashy, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Billy Holiday. Reporters keep asking me, Billy, why you do the things you do? This is what I tell them. I love me. We love you. I take and the Blessed says, Billy Holiday is the voice of our people. I think we should integrate the
2: audience for this show. Let's change it up a little bit. You know, blacks and whites sitting together. You knew what you were
1: getting yourself into when you decided to come on the road. Get out my goddamn clothes. I'm going to take everything except your bra and your man. Which one of my songs is your favorite song? Strange Fruit. It's a song about important things, you know, things that are going on in the country. This holiday woman's causing a lot of people to think the wrong things.
0: The starting gun for this so-called civil rights movement. Those lyrics provoke people. Y'all got a plan. She's a drug addict. Exactly. I cut strange fruit.
1: I want to sing the damn song. It's
2: for your own good, okay?
1: I sing what the fuck I want.
2: So what you just heard was a trailer for the United States versus Billy Holiday was the story of the last decade in the life of jazz singer Billie Holiday and the FBI's Narcotics Division's undercover sting operations against her. It was directed by Lee Daniels, who became famous for I'm Sure You Know the Butler, among other things. It was adapted from the book Chasing the Scream, the First and Last Days of the War on Drugs by Johan Hari. Cast includes Andra Day playing the titular Billie Holiday, Trevante Rhodes as Jimmy Fletcher, Garrett Headland as Harry Anslinger, and Rob Morgan as Lewis McKay, Leslie Jordan, uh, what as Reginald De- Lord Divine? I, I feel like I had to, I had to throw that
0: one in there. I don't know if you do you recognize Leslie Jordan?
2: Yeah, it just there was a space between them and it threw me off.
0: Yeah, well, he's not like a main part of the cast, but I put it as a footnote because I wanted to mention because uh, Reginald L- Lord Divine is this fictional, completely fictionalized character that sort of acts <laughs> as these this like kickoff as a narrator points so like I think. Yeah they're a radio host maybe. And it's talking to Billy holiday. Like what was this like? And then it kicks us off into a series of flashbacks in the movie, but it's like such a weird character. And then I learned that it was, that person was made up. I was like, huh?
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. That's uh, a really oddly wonky character to just make up.
0: Uh, where did this, where did this come out? When did it come out? That sort of thing.
2: Yeah. So it came out uh, it was actually acquired by Hulu in December of 2020. And it was finally released for streaming on February 26,
0: 2021. Runs two hours and 10 minutes long. Yep. One might say in uh, a, a merciless two hours and 10 minutes long. Um, and maybe I'm showing my hand a little bit here on how I felt about this movie, but you first, I suppose, <laughs> age before beauty. Uh, what'd you think of the United States versus Billie Holiday? Um, okay.
2: So Billie Holiday versus the United States or the United States versus Billie Holiday in my opinion could have just as easily been titled billy holiday versus billy holiday Um, it was very dark and very serious i i didn't know a lot about this movie going in but i kind of surmised from the title that there would be somewhat of a courtroom drama perhaps maybe a big court case that that perpetuated this plot well we spent about 38 seconds in the courtroom. So this movie was really more just about as we said before the last 10 years of of the the jazz singer's life and it wanted to go so many different directions but it never picked one to fully go in. It left me very confused and also as I was watching it it, it left me very conflicted like whoa, what, which way is this going? What movie, which movie is this? Like, which, what's this going to actually be about? I mean, there's, there's social issues brought up, racial issues, government issues, issues of drugs. And like, you know, it's interesting because it's hard to judge a movie like this that is based on someone's actual life. And if you assume accuracy, you are assuming that maybe this is the way that her life kind of played out and it wasn't linear and it didn't, portray a good plot for a movie, but it was just a real life. It was what happened. Um, so then you have to ask yourself, how do you translate that from someone's life experience into a movie? Does it make a good movie? These are questions we'll get into later. Uh, but I felt like this movie was, was confused. I felt like the plot took me in about six different directions and it never committed to any of them. Uh, and whether that was, like I said, just the story of her life or, or Poor writing, I don't know. I felt like this movie wanted me to feel a lot of things, some of them very valid, some of them I'm not sure what the motivation was for having them in there. Um, Very conflicted uh, about this movie. Also very uh, depressed, not going to lie, after I watched this. This is a very dark movie. It was very intimate and very behind the scenes in examining someone with just a hell bent for self-destruction type of outlook i mean you're dealing with a junkie someone that's been strung out on heroin for a long time and has been dealing with that and anytime you're you're looking at the story of an addict it's not exactly a recipe for you know a feel-good movie so it obviously has to be taken with that grain of salt but overall this movie left me feeling pretty down for multiple reasons and Coupled with my issues with the plot and some of the writing and that feeling, I'm honestly pretty cold on this movie right now. So that's that's my
0: takeaway from Billy Holiday. Max, what was your viewing experience like? And what do you think? Yeah, so I I didn't exactly know what to expect. I kind of I didn't necessarily think there was gonna be a full courtroom drama like The Trial of Chicago Seven earlier this year or last year. Um I don't know. I guess I was thinking it would be something like a a musical biopic about Billy Holiday and 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 as a musician, not even just as a musician, I think a lot of people know her for that song, Strange Fruit, which uh, I probably should have written in the, in the description or the synopsis of this because like that is sort of the the jumping off point where the FBI just starts to get involved. Um, she yeah. has a song called Strange Fruit, which is all about the legal lynching of black people in America. Um, and the government's like, well, we don't like you singing about that, so you gotta stop, but you haven't done anything illegal except you do drugs, so we're gonna bust you for that. Um, and like that's kind of how it kicks off. And just from a movie making perspective, I think this is pretty um, misguided. Maybe like there's a lot of ideas that get thrown out here. Like it's a ton of different uses of like mentioned earlier, like black and white and different camera techniques and like weird editing and some old timey film that isn't actually old. Um, And it, it just seems sort of arbitrary to me most of the time there was a really, really, I think probably the strongest sequence in the film was um, sort of, it's like a vision. It's how I took it um, when she's kind of strung out. And that's a very powerful sequence, but most of the time, I think the editing and and the cinematography in this movie work to its disadvantage. I'd say, yeah, like 95% of the time. Um, I think Andre day does a great job. She like puts it all in to this performance. Um, and also Trevante Rhodes, who maybe if you're looking at the screen, like who's this guy, he looks so familiar. Moonlight probably. Um, as Billy Holiday's sort of romantic interest throughout the film, Jimmy Fletcher is also great. He's got such a strong charisma. Like I liked watching them together. Um, But it's like the moment you leave those two, as far as the cast is concerned, like you have Garrett Hedlund doing Harry Anslinger, the, yeah, the narcotics, the head of the narcotics division, the FBI, like, man, there's a scene early on where they're trying to figure out how they can bust her. And one dude in like the smoky FBI rooms, like, well, she does drugs and he's like (laughs) we can get her on drugs it's like it
2: it felt like an anti-drug psa from the 50s
0: yeah which i mean is probably how that room felt at the time but like to pitch it to us as the audience and have us buy into like that straightforward of a one-dimensional villain feels kind of dumb especially when you have somebody like andre day putting on such a multi-layered performance because she does sell the singing part pretty well as well as like the tortured artist musician also just a drug addict with bad relationships like that all works but in the structure of the film overall, like it just feels like wasted energy to me, which was a real shame because um, I feel like if I'm putting out this energy for a movie that doesn't have to make me feel good, I'm fine with this tragic story. It's obviously about really heavy stuff, but I just want the rest of it to connect and it just didn't at all. Yeah. So I didn't like it either. Okay. Um. <laughs> what about stuff you did like? Anything jump out to you? Things you did enjoy? Um, I mean- you can't ignore the fact
2: that it's amazing how good andra day sings like i don't know if you did any research at all but she every single time that billy holiday was singing in this movie it was andra day's voice and that to me is amazing yeah Yeah. um so i was super impressed by that just by her portrayal of that um i mean as far as uh things that i liked Man, I mean, it really does capture well, like the darkness of addiction and it's a weird thing to like, but I feel like it, it really encapsulates it, you know, the self-loathing and the, the self-flagellation and Mm -hmm. the feeling like you don't deserve someone that will actually treat you right. Like, um, it was really dark and it was hard to watch, but I think that was their intent. So I liked some of that. I also liked I liked her voice a lot. I think she was did an amazing job singing. Like just knowing that, and also uh, I liked what it did to my perception of the artist that is Billie Holiday because mm-hmm. I like Billie Holiday's music quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like without Billie Holiday, you don't have oh, what would you say eighty percent of of singers that are singing in like the R and B and like soul genre. Like I I would say but,
0: like without Billie Holiday and and people particularly black people of the time, musicians, you don't have 80% of the music we have today generally sung by white people or black people. Yeah, man. Like, you don't get Amy Winehouse or Adele
2: without a Billie Holiday. No, yeah. Like, you don't get she, rock and roll either. Like,
0: it's all taken from,
2: yeah. Honestly, yeah. So, I mean, her is an icon. Um, I have a whole new respect for just because I didn't know this much about her background. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's somewhat of a cliche to to imbibe the the story of a, a tortured, a drug addled artist suffering for her art. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, she really was that, and she really lived that. I mean, she was strung out on heroin for a long time, and I never knew that. Like, this is new yeah, information yeah. to me. So it's it's making me look at Billie Holiday in a whole new light, and it's making me want to like dust off those records and listen to Billie Holiday again because like she really was a tortured soul and like there was a lot going on there. So I think uh, my number one takeaway from this is that it sparked an interest in revisiting the music of Billie Holiday.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not a bad takeaway. I think anytime that a, a music-driven film can or a music biopic maybe can do that, I think that's probably great. Um, I also think they did a really good job sort of balancing, because she's obviously got the, the, the drug addiction going on and is already an artist, a musician, which is no easy life there, guys, I'll tell you. Um, I'm just yeah, kidding. Obviously. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> um, but they also, she also, um, has a lot of sexual trauma in her past and they kind of try to deal with that at some points. Um, there's a, <laughs> I think most of the time, well, but there's a particular shot where things are going nicely and there's just a random cut to two characters sitting in a boat, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I get, it seems very peaceful and lovely, but what the fuck is that doing in this movie out of, and it nothing, it's like a, what do you think? Like a six second shot? And then yeah, like, it re- it is. <laughs> like, I get it. it re- it's happy times. <laughs>
2: Dude, we're happy but now.
0: it reminded me of little rascals so much yeah, it reminded me of the notebook but let's that yeah. check out
2: buckwheat or yeah. not buckwheat uh what's his name
0: his name's not alfalfa
2: alfalfa and lila in yeah. the boat yeah, yeah. it's like it's so it, silly and
0: it's such a strong image like two characters sitting in a rowboat on an open pristine lake or pond or whatever. It's like it's gonna have a certain reaction Oftentimes kind of a comical one, which is the last thing I definitely want to touch on is like the weird sort of jokes that happen. Like there's a funeral in this movie and as the audience and as some of the characters are led <laughs> to believe it's like a really tragic family member. And like at this point, cause this movie starts with an old photograph of a bunch of uh, white dudes and it's slowly panning down. And then there's a person presumably black on fire after a lynching. So that's like where, that's where this movie jumps off. Yeah. And then it turns like it, out it comes out so hard. I know. And I'm like, just sitting there this afternoon eating my burrito, not knowing what to expect. And there's that. So I, I'm immediately like, that's the gear I'm in. And then we find out this funeral is for like her dog and it's played as a joke. And a lot of her, like her tour squad is like also kind of uses comic relief at times. Um, which like, no, I, you can't do both. I don't think at least most people can't. And it, certainly, uh, Lee Daniels cannot. It did not work. Exactly.
2: No, and that speaks to what I was saying earlier about just being pulled in too many directions. Yeah, totally. Like you, like when you present that strong of an image at the front of this movie and it is not someone just caping to their dying breath for human rights, I'm like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Like, how are you going to come out that strong and then mix your message with comedy and just go all over the place? To me, it just it did not follow through with the level that it established in the opening credits, for God's sakes. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah,
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we can There can be the balance of, of comedy and, and really horrible tragedy. I think that's what makes comedy great a lot of the time, but you have to be really adept at it. And it's just, yeah, it was just a weird tonal imbalance. And that's not the only imbalance in this movie. Like you were saying, it's, it's, it goes all over the place. Um, I, I'm not gonna watch this again, but if I did, I don't even think that those strings would maybe connect. So I don't know. I, uh, you know, that's I, that's kind of my initial thoughts on this. I I feel pretty good uh, to give it a rating. If you do, yeah, I, I do as well. Okay, the United States versus Billy Holiday available for streaming on Hulu. Johnny Summers, out of ten, what are you giving it? Uh for me, it's a three point two. Yeah, it's a three three even for me. It's pretty yeah pretty bad. Very bad.
2: Very unimpressed. I mean, especially in this this like Black Awakening. Uh, what what i I think that's safe to say of like this trend of filmmaking we're seeing with movies like judas and the black messiah getting released and these just really deep dives into the history of civil rights and and whatnot i feel like this needed to be a music biopic or a civil rights movie or a comedy or like it just it needed to pick something to be and it never did and it bummed me out because i went into this really wanting to like it just liking billy holiday and in the end it's it's a bummer
0: yeah maybe maybe like i don't know about black awakening but like uh, yeah a time in movie making where we're getting more representation and hearing more stories than we have in the past couple hundred years of movie making yeah you mean ever yeah uh okay yeah so if you do see the united states versus billy holiday let us know what you think we'd love to hear your thoughts if you really liked it definitely let us know i'd love to hear a counter argument that's always fun um always sway us. We could be wrong. But send an email to fhccast at gmail.com, and we're going to spoil some stuff right after this very fun sound. So you're warned. Danger zone.
1: Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Ah. Danger zone.
0: Spoilers inbound. Johnny Summers, where to begin? I don't even know how much mm. time we really need to spend in this section. Is there anything really important that you wanted to talk about? Oof. I mean... Honestly, no. Like the specifics don't add
2: to my gripes at all. Like it's just this movie was just so confused. I like I wanted to be into it, but it didn't lead me far enough down any one path to get me invested at all. And it was, it was a bummer because like I feel that Billie Holiday deserves a better story to be told. But I mean, that's where I was saying earlier about like the accuracy of of it. Like if that was how her life went down, and it was just sad like then and it's accurate then i'm sad for her and when i say i want a better movie to be made about her maybe that's me saying i want it to be happier yeah and she's like i want not... a
0: fucking better life dude
2: yeah. yeah and if that's what that translates into is me just wishing billy holiday had a happier life yeah. then then that's a deeper and also more broad wish because yeah like maybe this was an accurate representation of her life. And that was real sad. Like you to see anyone go to those depths and those dark places. And like that was really graphic representation of using intravenous drugs. Like
0: or, Yeah. Or uh, domestic violence. Domestic that comes violence up kind of out of it again. and uh, slaps you in the face pretty quick. Oh, uh, you seen it coming? Oh, I, was, you, I didn't. I don't feel great about that so God damn it but it, it it did it does come out of nowhere like, you're like oh i guess this is what's happening like, we're just seeing somebody get the shit kicked out of him all right yeah
2: and, yeah and i really wanted to love her sort of sidekick character the, well, yeah the which bigger one? the bigger girl sure eye patch um yeah eye patch i and don't like I, yeah. I felt like the only reason she was there was just to be big and cry and i'm like that that's not cool oh, see, she was the like, comic
0: relief character to me yeah exactly like, I, I, she was but like, she also did the she, now that you mentioned like she does do a lot of like um, all she did was be funny and cry yeah and that's not a character you know no that's not a that's person not a, at the very least that's that's not a personality yeah no that's a cartoon
2: character and i'm like if they all they would have had to do was write in like a fucking conversation between her and billy
0: yeah or combine like four or five of those auxiliary characters like people in her band or, or on the tour bus like those <sighs> for the for the sake of storytelling you can combine those characters i think yeah, man. And like, I think the biggest bummer is we never
2: got a sense of who Billie Holiday was. This was just so vague and and surface level. It was just shallow. Yeah.
0: Man. I think you touched on something that I was feeling like, I because it's not, I don't think really a movie about Billie Holiday. I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure what it's a movie about. It could be about the overreach of the government or, or the sort of white establishment trying to smother black voices or, um the yeah it could be a commentary on the war on drugs could be talk about the music business at the time it could be a ton of things and i just it again, like you're saying it doesn't it doesn't pick a lane necessarily or if it at the very least it picks a lane but then changes its mind and swerves back into the other lane does that like 90 times and then and then the drive's over mhm i don't know uh yes i don't know i don't either man
2: and i don't want to spoil anything else cuz i don't think there's anything else worth spoiling um Yeah, I'm honestly pretty good on this. It left me so depressed and bummed out, and I wanted to learn more about Billie Holiday, and I didn't learn anything else other than she maybe had a fictionalized, really sad life, and that just didn't do much for me.
0: So, Do you remember the time that we saw Bohemian Rhapsody and then you did some digging and learned that a lot of that movie was fake? Or at least very, very much fudged? Yeah. I almost wonder if... like, I don't want to have to do that every time, that I watch a movie that's based on real people and events. But like, I do feel like that could be the case, you know, like who's keeping, who's keeping Lee Daniels accountable for this sort of thing. Honestly. And, and if, if he is making up these details, like Leslie Jordan's character, like why couldn't he make up other stuff? Like, I just don't want to do the research to figure it out. Like, I want to trust that this is the true story. And, and the question has to be asked then if it find, if we find out that that's not what happened, like, why did you, why did you craft this narrative for this person? yeah and also
2: if it's all fiction why didn't you make better fictional characters totally yeah if you're making up characters
0: to to compel your story forward or propel your story forward then then do it better you know so (laughs) uh okay that's all i got on on the u.s versus billy holiday you you thinking you're good yeah man all right you want to take a break let's take a brigity brigity
2: break times on this crazy craft beer journey that i'm on that i've encountered a beer and i think this is absolutely delicious but i really don't want more than like a couple ounces of it to enjoy this flavor and move on well if you're like me and you've thought this before there's a bar right here in chico just for us all self-serve i'm obviously talking about the commons where you can go in and try any of the amazing beers on tap serve yourself as little or as much as you want Go back again or try everything on tap. It's up to you. Also, while you're there during this month, check out the bracket that we've put up for our Beer Madness Tournament. Some of the beers may even be on tap. If there's a matchup on the board and they have them both, you could do a little side by side. I don't know. Do some science. Try some beer. It's a good time. Max, would you
0: please tell them where the Commons is located? Yeah, they're at 2412 Park Avenue. They're open uh, six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday. And yeah, like you're saying, man, we've said it so many times in the show. I love this beer, but I don't want this much. So go on down, pour your own beer, glance up at the wall for a beer madness bracket. Try all of the beers from the bracket that they have on tap. Let us know what you think. Vote. Everybody wins. Again, that's the commons right here in Chico. 2412 Park Avenue. Thank Johnny Summers, we are back with beer number two. Uh, I hinted at it earlier that I might be a little bit afraid of this one because it is a Saison with uh, with Nelson Hops. It's called Nelson Hop Saison from Third Window. I didn't see a description for this beer on the internet, and I don't necessarily see one on the can either. Do you see anything that I'm not seeing? Did yours come in a can? Because mine came in a bottle. Yeah, definitely meant bottle.
2: Definitely meant bottle. (laughs) I didn't see any, man. I think the description is in the name. It's a Saison with Nelson Hops.
0: I yeah think, yeah
2: like yeah. no like i think they did that like mic drop thing did right did, just read the label did did third window just drop the mic on us uh, and said hey describes itself
0: yeah we've talked about nelson Sauvin hops a bit on the show they're they're a new zealand hop they are often sort of used when you're looking for like a white wine sort of grape kind of flavor so it makes total sense that they that this brewery would use it based on what i've learned about them today um sometimes you get notes of uh, tropical fruit passion fruit that sort of thing um, I, my, my sort of defenses are just going up. It's a 7% beer, but I, I know that I'm gonna get that saison sort of, um, uh, and, and you're just, that's your evil laugh when I'm saying something that is correct. Cause you know, I'm not going to love it. Is it. Am I wrong? I'm laughing because this beer fucks. Yeah. So I just tried it and it's definitely a bit fruitier than I thought. I'm glad that's, that's what I got first. Um. Actually, that's that's kind of all I got. I took it. To, it was very refreshing and very bright. I'm gonna take another drink. Yeah, no, this beer is is crisp and brilliantly bright. And
2: I would dare to say this beer is exuberant in its carbonation and its flavor. It's like it's popping, man. Yeah, it's super it's, carbonated. That's wild. It's just it is vibrant. This beer is like vibrating. Also, it's it's smooth in its flavors. It's subtle. There's a lot going on, but it's not abrasive in any way. There is there's really nice balance. It does have a ton of of white wine notes, like mm-hmm. on the finish, mm-hmm. especially. You could convince me that this is a a Chardonnay inspired, a Riesling, maybe, yeah, I mean, or like this was barrel aged in Chardonnay barrels or something.
0: Yeah, that's wild. I guess I'm not getting quite as much sweetness that I would get in like a Chardonnay. Um,
2: yeah, which is good. Totally. I mean, Chardonnays are a little too sweet for me personally.
0: Yeah, I, this is it's weird, man. This is definitely. Yeah, this is a really interesting brewery so far because both of them have sort of subverted my expectations in a pretty enjoyable way. There is a bit of heat that I'm getting on the back end that's, that's also catching me off guard, but maybe not in such a great way. Do you get any of that? Because it is like I get, uh, like I said, seven percent, um, pretty hot. Yeah, I
2: don't know if it's heat or if it's like like a spiciness in the taste, yeah. like a, like a like a like you know how Sprite is like spicy, crispy, carbonated.
0: <laughs> sure. Like I'm almost like, why is it spicy? Mm-hmm uh real close to that you just think it's that um, carbonated that it's kind of tricking my throat and it's well, hot yeah
2: man possibly because like i burped out my nose and i never do that with beer you know how you do with soda where
0: you're just like <clears throat> yeah when you don't care to be classy when you try to be classy you burp out your mouth but when you're drinking soda pop out the nose baby out the nose i want to advocate yeah i got you uh
2: it did made me do that hmm. so i'm like it's really effervescent, but I like the the subtlety of this beer. Like yeah, a saison can be really in your face, but it can also be, you know, appropriately understated. I think, and kind of just come in below your radar and say, "I'm going to sneak in here. I'm going to give you a little a little beer hug in the mouth." And that's what this beer is doing. It's not sucker punching you. It's just it's just coming around your shoulder. This beer's really date rapey for some reason. All of a sudden, okay. They're gonna not be able to use any of this promo. (laughs) Look what we look at this
0: guy said about our beer. (laughs) No,
2: definitely not. But it's it's just it's uh, subverting negative expectations in a really good way. Like this would be an amazing saison to introduce people to this style because they're not all so abrasive and so polarizing. Like this is a very maybe the most approachable, really high end craft saison that I've ever had. Is that I think right? It's, I th- I mean, can you name another really super approachable, not intimidating huh. or overwhelmingly flavored in any way saison? Like this oh. is for me. It's it's probably the most approachable saison
0: I've ever had. Yeah, I think there's to answer your question. No, I cannot. There's something to be said because we've done one of these on the show in the past. We did a, another hoppy saison one time, and I can't think of who it was, but I liked it also. Like there's yeah. It, something about the weird aggressive combination of a hop with the aggressive profile of a Saison seemed to like mellow each other out. I'm pretty sure that was the Prairie beer, the hoppy Saison from Prairie. That came
2: in a 12 ounce can. Yeah, that's I'm possible. Like nine, yeah. I'm like hundred percent sure. Really. I remember you loving that beer. Yeah. It's just because it, you're like, it
0: hides some of those notes that I don't love. I don't think it
2: hides it in as much as that it just, those notes aren't present. I, I would say that the beer is made in a way that those notes just aren't there. I don't think it was hiding anything because that would indicate by default all saisons have notes that you don't like. When I think it's more like the balance of the ingredients sometimes
0: leans away that your palate doesn't enjoy. Okay, yeah, maybe. Um, but I do, yeah, I like I like this one. Um, it's yeah, it's nowhere near the same level of uh, sort of yeah saisoni aggression as like a saison Dupont would be. Um, which is, I think, sort of like—I could be wrong—but it feels like the most sort of accessible saison on the market. Like most people have that have experimented with saisons have tried saison Dupont, and I don't like that one. And this is way better. So the same way that you feel like this is a pretty good one uh, to go after um, for its uh, just flavor and accessibility. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I still don't love it. I think that should probably be said. I mean, that's fair. I do. I love it. Okay. So, anything you're really not liking?
2: Honestly, it the second half of this beer falls a little flat. Like it's really good up front and it's really approachable, but there's no back end. For me, it almost gets watery. Like the back end, like the back half of this beer lacks a little bit of flavor and mm-hmm. robustness that I think could have really set this beer apart, like a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and like it finishes almost non existently. Like I'm used to saison's having a bit more punchiness on the back end. This Mm -hmm. one just kind of disappears.
0: Yeah. For me, it's like, because the the flavors up front are so subtle and there's a lot of layers going on, but, but the intense carbonation here is kind of masking it, especially towards the end. Um, so the last thing that I remember after a single sip is like, that was bubbly, which is fine. But I, I almost want it to have a little bit more personality on the back end as well.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and honestly, I like it when saisons are a little tart. Mm. I don't know. That's, that's just me. Like if this beer had like 20% tartness and just to complement it, it would be amazing. But that's getting into like, I think different fermentation if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Are you a talking like, brewer. like some more breath or lactic kind of stuff? Not even necessarily introducing a bacteria mm-hmm. during fermentation. Like that may be like some wild fermentation where yeah. it just, um, but I personally like some tang might set this apart, but as it is, it's really damn good and it's super solid. Uh, it's just not enough to be like a ten or be mind blowing. It's okay. but it's
0: for sure, it's for sure great. Um yeah, I like it sounds like you do too. I like it better than the first one. Um Yeah, yeah I
2: think I prefer it.
0: I do too. Um I still yeah, I just don't I don't love it. There are the same thing as I said with the first. There are those notes underneath that I still quite haven't quite yet adjusted to enjoying after these years have passed. But I I hope to one day. So for me, if you're ready to rate it, I'll go first. Uh, I am ready, but you go ahead. Yeah, for me, it's an optimistic seven.
2: Okay. Yeah. You? Uh, for me, it's a seven, nine. Oh, right on the cusp of greatness. It's right on the cusp of greatness. Cusp of, of eightness. Sorry. Cusp of eightness, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better than the first one. It's not something I would, I'm going to go massively far out of my way to get. Mm-hmm. I think if it's something that's readily accessible, which from what I've seen it is, like I think Spikes is going to be carrying it. Yeah. Or at least this brewery. Uh, I will revisit this brewery. And if they have something new that I haven't had, I will definitely grab it and try it. Uh, But it is not, it's not getting up into the eights. It's just not a top tier. It's a seven, nine. It's a great beer.
0: How much, uh, how much was this ballpark for both of them?
2: I've, I've had these for a few weeks. Oh, it's like 30 bucks for the four of them. I want to say it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. For what it is. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, you got anything else before we close the book on Third Window?
2: Uh, I do not, other than if you're a fan of this style, I think they're incredibly well-made and you should keep Third Window on your radar.
0: Yeah, if you drink them, let us know what you think. You can find us, uh, again, all the stuff at the top of the show. If you want to talk specifically just about beer, find us on Untapped. That would be a great way to do it, I think. Johnny Summers, are you ready to talk about our weeks since we haven't seen each other? I am, man. I love talking about our weeks. <sighs> Mother. Okay. I'm going to go first. We were building this tournament. We were, we had a long list of beers by this tournament. I mean, beer madness, of course had a list of about 50, I think it was 53 or 54 beers. And somebody reached out on Facebook. I think it was and said, Oh no, Casa Agria, which is a brewery. If you didn't know, I'd never had their beer. Um, then our friend Brian Gonzalez had reached out and like, Hey, have you, have you considered this? Um, and he went out of his way later on, uh, I guess it would be last week to drop off some of those beers on johnny it was your porch and then i got to try them which was great and i wanted to address this now um they still didn't make the cut for the tournament for reasons we uh, you know you can go to the website or you can stay tuned but they just didn't make the cut they were very good so number one i just wanted to shout out brian thanks for taking the time to do that i loved uh, i loved one of them specifically i liked them all
2: yeah i agree i was privy to be able to taste at least a few of them with you uh and Very solid. I'm a big fan of Casa Agria. But, yeah, unfortunately, just due to, like, availability and reputation. And ratings and all sorts of factors, the way that our our
0: scientists uh, weighted the brackets, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. we we weighted it against (laughs) double-blind placebo-tested Joe Rogan-approved scientific panel and uh, just didn't
0: quite make it. But thanks, Brian. We really appreciate the beers, and they were delicious. On the 13th, it was my wife's birthday. We had just me and her and then our neighbors slash landlords come over and we drank a lot of alcohol, played board games and watched School of Rock until like 2 a.m. That sounds legit. It was a great night. Um, I went to the corner mart to stock up on booze for the night and ended up getting like a case of White Claw and then some big little things from Sierra Nevada. And I got distracted at the counter by like all the fun little shot glasses that cost 99 cents and taste like death. And I got like six of those and i got like i got a buzz balls because that looked fun i got two of those actually um some little fun canned cocktails just for the gimmick and then got some snacks and we had a whole night it was super fun i love it that was my weekend what's been going on with you well uh white claw is involved in in my oh is that what that means Hot That's and bothered. Okay, great.
2: As well. Great, great, great. Yes, and it's actually brand new. No, 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 new news. I was at Spike's today buying a liter of whiskey because it's St. Patrick's Day. Yes, you buy a liter of whiskey on St. Patrick's Day. This is America.
0: Oh, did you get it's a? Like, did you, hang on, I'm gonna think of it. Don't tell me. Did you get um 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 what the hell? Hang on, I got it. <laughs> this is great radio. Uh, shit. What is it? Oh, you're still not going to tell, tell me you, Okay, you tell me. What it's it's like the it's so the white I? label with red. And it's like a, it's nope. like a rectangular. No, nope. Oh, did you get like Dew or something? I did. I got Tully. he sent me a photo. Now that I said that out loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I sent you a picture of the whiskey I got. Why is this a mystery? Spikes was running a deal on a different kind. So that's been in my head. Oh, but they also have
2: liters of Dew for like 23 bucks. I know they have liters
0: more. of this other one for like 20. He's been putting it on sale. It's wild. Oh, I don't like I Irish like- whiskey,
2: so I haven't bought it, but it's a crazy good deal. Yeah. I like Tully. It's fine. Uh, but while I was there, I was perusing the aisles and I encountered the third iteration of a drink that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that would be one white claw. And the third issue of the variety pack is out with not one,
0: not two, but three brand new flavors. What's Max? the repeat flavor? Mango. That's bullshit. Mango's fine, but good God. We've had it. Mango in the first one too? Yeah. Get out of here, Mango. Honestly, I'm over it. It's yeah, it's it's
2: not good enough to be in variety pack three, but the other two, the the three flavors that are brand new that I'm very excited about are blackberry, ooh, strawberry, ah, and pineapple. Well, slap me on the ass and send me in the mail. That sounds great. Yeah, man. Because you're always talking about
0: the trulies because you like the pineapple.
2: I love the pineapple truly, and I. It's been sitting in my fridge. I had one strawberry before we recorded because I came into this kind of hot, kind of kind of buzzed. Yeah, couldn't go too hard and try all of them before the podcast because sure. then it would just been sloppy radio. <laughs> so I had a strawberry.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like this isn't
2: sloppy radio all the time, but sure. Uh, no, this is this is me being professional. You yeah. don't want to see me coming in like <laughs> a seven out of ten drunk, calling people's beers like they're roofies. Yeah, who needs it? Yeah, someday. I will show up to this podcast and just be like hammered. That happened to me once and you yelled at me. I don't remember that, but it sounds like something I would do. Yeah. And it's probably the only reason I yelled at you is because I wasn't drunk enough. That's possible. I was probably just grumpy that I wasn't on your level. And I'm like, I want to be drunk too. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's probably how those emotions manifested. All that to say, the strawberry,
0: very good. Better than I've like, had. Better than sort of the other flavors, or just a different flavor? <clears throat> equally as good. Maybe my new favorite flavor. Oh, nice.
2: It might pass black cherry. Fighting words. Yeah, I know, right? It's going to take a lot. Like, I need like a 12 pack of each and do like <laughs> side by side for like 24 of them and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. sure. Um, I've had the White Claw Pineapple, but it only came out in the White Claw Light. The, oh like that's s- right 70 calorie 70 calorie like th- it was like 3.8 percent. i drank a six-pack and i'm like why am i here yeah uh i i was hydrated i felt like i really got some good water in me but it yeah. was not what i was here for uh so i'm very excited to try the pineapple and then the blackberry sounds bomb and also fuck mango that's the bottom line here
0: yeah i mean i like mango don't get me wrong I just, I just think like you know it's not good enough where you keep it in every single new like you I, how about guava that's just off the cuff Guoblo or maybe awesome. lime, like lime, throw lime in there. There you have lime. Just, no, lime's the worst. I like lime. Lime's not the worst for me. I think mango is my least favorite one. Oh, I just think mango's way overhyped, but it's, it crushes lime. That'll be our next, that'll be next year's madness. We'll just do white cloth flavors. Dude. What if we did mini Selt- madness? Seltzer fun. madness? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> That'd be so dope. We should do that in July for my birthday because I'm a self-proclaimed connoisseur of seltzers.
0: Uh, you're actually, you're you know it would be cool. And this, I guess, technically counts as production notes on the episode, but these are good notes, and I think people deserve to hear it. What if we did um, a a 32 seltzer bracket, of course, and we had eight beers uh, from White Claw, and then we had the other four, so we'd have all 12, and then we had like four from Truly, and I'm sure you could probably name like another 16, and then we had it so that White Claws would have to eliminate each other until they got down to one, and eventually we'd have like one White Claw, one Truly, one whatever, and one other whatever. That sounds fun. That does sound fun. That could be a good summer mini bracket. It was. We could have a Selsof. A uh, Summer of Seltz. Seltzum. Seltzumer. Yeah. Bubbly Summer City. I don't know. Yeah, Cell City. Sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. Deal. What the hell's Doom Patrol? <laughs> Great segue. Doom Patrol
2: <laughs> is everything you've ever wanted out of a like squad house-based superhero series think like x-men if that was focused around like the house meets uh umbrella academy very umbrella academy adjacent mm-hmm. uh doom patrol is an hbo max original there are two seasons three seasons coming soon or third season coming soon i gotcha. should say uh but it stars the likes of brendan frazier timothy dalton and uh diane guerrero if you're familiar with Orange is the new black. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll know who that is. Also, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is in this. Yeah, yeah. He's Mister Nobody. He's uh, yeah. He's definitely in this. You know, we just and talked about him, right? Yeah, we talked about him last week. Okay, he good. was tuck 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 tuck. Yeah, in Raya and the Last uh, Dragon Gemstone. Yeah, sure. uh, But anyways, uh, you know, in the times when I find myself in need of entertainment and I am solo. It's difficult in those times. I don't know. You're a married man. You know this. You watch a lot of shows with your spouse. You have things that we watch for content for the show. But like every once in a while, you'll have like some time where you're like, I want to start a series that I know maybe my spouse doesn't have any interest in, or I just want to like focus on because it's super nerdy. Who knows? But for me, that was Doom Patrol. I had time to myself. She was on her own show. I was like, I'm going to watch this because I've been wanting to watch it for a while it's kind of like um, Brendan Frazier's re-entry into, you know, existence. And it's nice seeing him on screen again. I think he's a good actor. I think it's it's fun. It's very hard R. It's very violent, very abrasively a hard R. It's a hard, it's a hard TV MA. Mm-hmm. Just say so you know, don't watch this with the kids. But also it's it's very funny. It's not too dark. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. The superpowers are cool. I think it's, for me, it's, like, what I wanted the boys to be. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, people with crazy powers doing shit that people with crazy powers would Would do. do. Yeah. 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 Like, it's not just, like, a superhero soap opera. Yeah. So i'm into it man Uh, i'm i'm super here for doom patrol i'm most of the way through season one season two is going to be or season three is going to be dropping sometime this year but there's two seasons out right now that are available and it's pretty rad man if you like
0: stuff that i like and that sounds cool to you i think you should check it out doom patrol hbo max um as we're tying up the loose ends here, again, if you've had anything from Third Window Brewing, let us know what you think. We'd like to hear thoughts. Same with the United States versus Billie Holiday. Selfishly, if you've seen the documentary Time, let me know what you think about that. Um, Johnny, when you watch it, please let me know what you think. Do you have any end of show notes that you want to hit on? Uh, Just a couple things. Next week, we're going to be
2: featuring beers from Good Wolf Brewing out of Truckee, California. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had anything from them. Uh, looking at you, Philip. you are very... Oh and Chris uh, in touch with them and Chris nice. uh, Philip Philip James is actually like good friends with the head Brewer like went to high school with them even like like they're in touch like they kick it so yeah. uh, looking forward to that and then also we are going to be covering the only movie that we have not covered that is one of the best picture nominations it's a movie starring Anthony Hopkins and I believe it's called our father it is called the father the father so it's called the father and that is uh probably gonna be it's fair to say our featured movie of the week next week it is definitely fair to say cool so good wolf the father and uh more good times and we'll also probably have an update on the ipa madness
0: tournament so stick around for next week's episode it's gonna be fun the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of bailey minardi and all of our friends on patreon and our friends over at the handlebar and the commons that's johnny summers
2: i'm i'm max minardi that's been johnny summers sure this has been fun and uh, we'll see you next week We hope you
0: enjoy the little
2: This is Fresh Hop Cinema.